Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Fan Afternoon Show. It is Sam Schmitz along with Adam Roberts. Time for Big Deal or No Big Deal here on 1250 AM The Fan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Asking you guys right now on the Fan Afternoon Show. We are doing Big Deal or No Big Deal again. It's one of my favorite segments that we used to do with Rami and myself, but we are bringing it back for this Brewers topic. Asking you guys right now, 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. Once again, new phone number here at 1250AMTheFan, 414-677-1250. More clear phone lines, better technology, makes everybody's lives easier. So feel free to call in if you want as well. But asking you guys, Spurs offense and how they've been performing since the All-Star break. You buying it? You selling it? Is it a big deal? Is it a no big deal? And my answer in the previous segment was, you're going to probably hate my answer, but I'm kind of like teetering the line here. And I'm saying, it's, I think, a big deal. Not a big deal because it's obviously only six games. But based on what Hunter Renfro and Andrew McCutcheon have been preaching about how they're trying to do a little more when it comes to a little more small ball and stuff like that and trying to take what the other team gives them and drive the pitch counts up, and they're actually doing it against some of these teams that they played in this little homestand. They went 5-1 and one as well. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably buy because we all know how the Brewers perform in the second half of the season under Craig Council. Last year they were so good that they got cold before the playoffs because they were so good that they had that big of a division lead. And I'm buying this too because if it was if it was just this Brewers offense that was going to hopefully do something similar to this the rest of the second half of the season and be the offense that we're hopefully expecting them to be or at least get close to it without bringing in a bat, I've been like, yeah, I'm not buying it. I mean, it's, it's good what they're doing, but it's probably not going to be enough. But if you combine a sliver of this, or if you can replicate a third of this along with bringing in another bat, it might change my perspective on how this team is during the second half of the season and how I view them going into the postseason as well. And asking you guys, once again, 414-677-1250. Before I get into some of the players that I think are really big contributors from this Brewers homestand who I think have to be big contributors going forward I turn to the other side and I ask Adam Roberts time to step down for big deal or no big deal Adam where you where where you from Adam uh I I, I'm from Fond du Lac Mr. Mandel it doesn't matter Adam big deal or no big deal did you just Dwayne me I did big deal or no big deal this Brewers offense and how they've been performing since the all-star break I have to recover quickly oh ah Mr. Host I say Hello. Hello. <laughs> I say it is, in fact, a big deal. And why is that? Well, I'm glad you asked, Sam. 
As we look at some of these numbers, and of course uh, we are only six games into the second half of the right. season. Like I said, I understand. It's a very small sample size. Exactly. Well, Tim Allen, host of the Gene Wagner Pumming Baseball postgame show, had me, as you know, because you were here as well, compile some numbers and statistics before we got into the postgame show after yesterday's 10-4 to win. Oh, yeah. Look at you. Yeah. And one of the numbers that stuck out to me, which was crazy for him, too, was that the team in these last six games has been walked 31 times, which indicates to me that they are, at least through these again, six games, understanding that maybe we don't have to try and swing for the fences. Getting on base is not a horrible thing. I heard on the morning show, Bart is very, we didn't talk about this when he was here. Yeah. He gets so mad whenever Christian Yelich walks. Even when he walked in a run yesterday against the Twins, it still irked him in a way. And I don't care. I, I understand that the contract is big for him. And if you pay a guy that much you want and maybe expect someone like that to be getting those big grand slam hits when the bases are loaded or whatever. But we saw what he was like most of the first half of the season and the role as the leadoff man, at least historically has always been to just get on base by any means necessary. And that's what he's doing. Right. So you bring up a good point, Adam, that Christian Yelich, I mean, I get why people are frustrated with him. I'm kind of in, I'm kind of in the middle between you guys. I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, at least Christian Yelich is doing something. At least he's getting on base more often. At least he's drawing walks. And I get why Bard is mad because at the end of the day, look, he hasn't had a clutch hit all season. Aside from the sacrifice fly against the Philadelphia Phillies on Sunday night baseball, there's no there's no moment where Christian Yelich is literally winning you a game this season. So we're still waiting for that, but I get where he's coming from. So to the point of it being a big deal, I say it's going to be a big deal in selective spurts right. for the second half because you're going to be playing teams that – I mean, unless it's apparently the Pittsburgh Pirates, because it seems every year this Brewers team somehow in a four-game series will drop three of four to that godforsaken team. <laughs> but otherwise, I look at the schedule for the second half, starting with this weekend, a three-game set against what I would consider probably an angry Boston team. Oh, they're going to put up a fight, that's for sure. I mean, granted, tomorrow they're throwing out one of their you know young prospects, Brian Bayo, who has like a 10.5 ERA, so... Hopefully this offense can keep things going, but the rest of that series, yeah, this Boston Red Sox, they are trying to convince their fans that they're not sellers. And Bayo has to go up against Woody as well. Right. So uh, that series, yes, keeping these lessons with you is going to be a big deal. You've got a two-gamer against Tampa Bay in August, and then a four, a seven-game stretch after that at St. Louis for three, home against the Dodgers for four. Those games in mid-August... I think we, as people who do this for a living, we analyze sports, we talk about sports. I think it's going to be really important for us, especially, to really watch those seven games and see if what we're seeing right now translates to that stretch of games. Mm -hmm. Because we haven't yet seen the Brewers have to go up against the best team in the National League. And not too long after that, I guess it's a little bit deeper into September, they get six games against the Yankees and the Mets, all at American Family Field. That's going to be another time where I want to see, are we keeping these lessons and are we using them against these better teams? Or is this just going to be, well, we can do it against the Rockies. They're on their way out. They're probably going to start selling this week. And then the Twins, who I think are the biggest faker division leader in the entire major leagues right now. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm including the Brewers, Brewers fans who don't believe in this team. 
Once again, 414-677-1250 if you want to talk about this Brewers offense after the All-Star break. You bring up a good point, though, Adam, and doing my whole thing right now is on top of the fact that they're actually making a conscious effort to change things up at the plate and how they are trying to attack pitchers, you bring up the walks. And yesterday, the Brewers drew a season-high 10 walks yesterday, and that's another one of my points is that they're doing uncharacteristic things that they weren't doing in the first half. And I know it's only six games, but if they're actually talking about it and they're able to do it, well, hopefully this can translate to the rest of the half, you know, second half of the season, along with bringing in some extra help at the trade deadline. So we look at guys that we're hoping to, you know, get back to at least to their normal selves or had to step up for the second half of the season. Toby and I were talking about last week. And one of those guys was Luis Arias, who was number two on our list that Brewers offensive players that needed to step up for the second half of the season. Well, in this little six game stretch, Luis Arias went eight for 21. He batted 380 and had two home runs, seven RBI, four runs, four walks, and a pair of walk-off hits as well. That's exactly what you wanted to see from Luis Arias, who was scorching hot when he came back from injury to begin the season and then got super cold. So if this offense is going to ha- if this offense is going to go, if it's going to be legitimate, if it's going to actually ha- be able to win playoff series, Luis Arias is going to have to step up. Colton Wong also going to have to step up. And thankfully, to begin the second half of the season, He's been great as well. Nine for 21 in the six games, you know, a little homestand. 428 during that time, or 428 batting during that time as well. One home run in the homestand, two RBI, eight runs, three walks. And then the last guy we all know who was red hot in this homestand was Hunter Renfro, one of the guys that you heard from earlier in the show. And I'll play right now for you in case you're just tuning in. 414-677-1250. Are you buying what this Brewers offense is doing. Do you think they can essentially keep it up for the rest of the second half of the season if they bring in another bat as well? Hunter Renfro talked after Sunday's win about the offense trying to switch things up. Uh, I think more than anything, I think we've kind of put a little bit more emphasis on uh, making sure we get guys over when we need to, uh, trying to drive guys in when we need to, and and uh, try to just put a little bit more extra focus on on the small details of it. And um, more than anything, and think like I think it was maybe the first game and Colton laid a bunt down and, and uh, stuff like that, and things we haven't been doing earlier. So uh, we're trying to just create runs any way we can, and and uh, it seems to be working right now. And you did it late today with two outs, a lot of times two strikes. How was that? A re- why was that a reason you guys were able to be successful? I mean, I think more than anything, we're just wearing down pitchers. You know, I think we're just trying to grind out of bats and, and uh, foul pitches off that are tough to hit and, and try to get our pitch so we can finally hit. And uh, like Cutch, I mean, he took some great pitches and it would foul some balls off and finally got a pitch he could handle and, and drove it out of center field. So, uh, more than anything, I think it's just, you know, we're trying to grind out of bats. We're trying to just do everything we can to uh, help these pitchers out as much as we can. So, um, that's about it. So that was Hunter Renfro after Sunday's victory against the Rockies talking about how they're actually, they got together and they made a conscious effort to try to switch things up at the plate. And I know it's six games and, but my point is they actually were able to back that up. It would be kind of embarrassing if they talked about that and then they got swept, you know, got shut out in all three games after Sunday. But aside from the left-handed pitching thing that is still bothering this Brewers offense, they actually kind of lived up to the talk that they were explaining about what Hunter Renfro and Andrew McCutcheon were talking about there. But my whole point is that they're doing uncharacteristic things that they can do just a sliver of this. If guys like Luis Arias, Colton Wong, and Hunter Renfro can be main staples of this offense, along with Willie Adamas, Rowdy Telez, and you bring in a bat. I like what the Brewers are doing here. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.